0: One, two, three, go! Hello everybody and welcome to episode 34 of Expresso Babe. And joining me as ever is
1: Lee. It is a pleasure to be here as ever, Mr Callum. It's been a fun week already and I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Are you? Because I'm bloody well not. Oh, it's going (laughs) to be great fun. (laughs)
0: Indeed. So, what shall we start off with?
1: Well, I think we'd better start off, even before we go into our usual chatter... Yeah. ...so if i had the odd person asking about it, I think we'd
0: better start off with our riddle answers. Yes, I, I believe we should, so just to uh, remind ourselves of what our riddles are, you can go first. Okay,
1: so, my riddle to you last week, Callum, was those who make it have no need of it, those who buy it have no use of it, and those who use it neither see nor feel it.
0: And, if I remember rightly, I said didn't I?
1: No, no that was our guess from Charlotte who said oxygen. What is it? You were definitely wrong.
0: Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. The answer sir is a
1: coffin. <laughs> the answer is a
0: coffin. <laughs> yes, that's quite good. Yes, so you were well wrong. I was. Do you remember yours sir? I do. I can sneak up on you or I could be right in front of you but when I reveal myself you'll never be the same. So I said death. You did. Mm-hmm. You were wrong, sir. I was wrong, yeah. The answer was
1: betrayal. Betrayal. Ooh, love it. I mean, I don't. But <laughs> very good. We did also have a guess on TikTok as well. I did? I'm not entirely sure whether or not we should go into it. Mm. No. Yeah, it's a bit of a difficult one. But thank you so much for contributing. We like the fact that you were getting involved, even if we, we're not sure we can share your answer with all of our listeners. Um... If you want to see, yes, we'll get live banned again If you do want to see what the answer was, check out our TikTok It's on there Anyway, let's get into our riddles before we go into chatter Let's get into this week's riddles Yes I've already gone first for my old riddle Would you like to hear the new one? Yes, I would, sir My riddle to you, Mr Callum Slayer of regrets, old and new I'm sought by many, but found by few.
0: Slayer of Regrets.
1: Slayer of Regrets, old and new. I'm sought by many, but found by few.
0: Okay, I'll mull that over and definitely come up with the wrong answer by the end of the year. Give you your answer at the end Top of the Coast. episode. Fantastic. And would you like to hear mine, sir? I would love to hear yours this week.
1: Callum, what have you got for me? It's on one of these. You can't read your handwriting but again, can, can, can you? I can.
0: I just need to find me, I've, my notes are very large. <laughs>
1: You're great for the whole live
0: okay. thing, aren't you? I am. Here, here's hmm. my riddle, sir. You can see me, but you cannot touch me. With a flick of a switch, I enter your home. With another, I leave you alone. What am I? Okay.
1: And again, I will give my answer to that at the end of the episode. Excellent.
0: So, once more, count, what shall we go into Next. I think we should do what's going on. Sir. No, we're not doing oh, what's no, going no, no, on. No, I'm going no, to find no. out how you've been, because I haven't seen you in a while.
1: Yeah, you haven't seen me since early this morning. Exactly. Because we had a barbecue, and you rather overdid it.
0: We did. That was a very good barbecue, to be fair. Yep, yeah, it was a very good barbecue. Everyone who we wanted to show up, showed up. And all the people we didn't want to show up didn't, so that's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would have been nice to have some of the other people show. Yes. I'm not saying we didn't want all of them here. Yes. But it was a good night all round, and those of you who didn't come, you missed out.
0: You did. There was food, drinking, me passing out. Yeah, great.
1: you passing out. That definitely
0: happened. Just so you're aware, we do not condone drinking large amounts of alcohol.
1: Yes. Um, no, not a good idea. As Callum can attest.
0: I can, yes. Anything? So,
1: before we go into anything else, I rather smacked you around the ears with the surprise hypothetical last week, which I thought was
0: interesting. Yes, you did.
1: I've given you a chance to get your vengeance today Because you rather struggled to come up with anything cohesive as an answer I did You yes. kind of just said the same thing I did but in worse words
0: Yes, I put it in simpleton terms Okay, so I went with a, an oldie And it was the battle between the Romans and Boudicca Okay So, so we're,
1: we're sticking with battles
0: Yeah, this time, yeah It's basically what would have happened if Boudicca defeated the Romans Was the plot I went down doesn't seem likely to me, but okay, we'll go with it. Okay. So basically what I've had, Budka's army is mainly defeated because they lacked discipline and they lacked the knowledge and experience of the Roman generals, which is why they failed.
1: They lacked discipline and training. They were good for raiding, they weren't good for battlefield battles yes. so far.
0: However, if she had defeated the tyrant, what was his name? Nero, who was sent down to destroy her forces. Would Britain have been shaped completely different not having the Roman, you know...
1: Influence. Influence,
0: that's the one I went. Do you know,
1: you're going to be going with what you think first. Yes. Which is great, it gives me a little bit of time to decide my answer. What do you think, Mr Coward? Uh
0: You've had time to think about this. I have. I think it would not have been that much different... Because I think, if, I do. hello, I thought if we did win, because it obviously was the battle for Britain and all that, the Romans would still invade again and nothing would have changed. Because they you, they, were, they weren't going to have that set, setback. Went now we're just going to lead them to it. I just believe we would have had a less of a. I don't really know. I didn't really have an answer for the hypothetical. So I come up with a hypothetical. Where I didn't really have an answer. <laughs> Because I didn't really—you had a whole week to think about this. No, I looked. I looked for like what historians said there. So
1: okay, I'm going to go with a different hypothetical.
0: Yeah. But I'm
1: going to go with the whole whole shebang. What if they'd actually managed to gain independence? But by the same token, I actually don't think an awful lot would have changed, simply because the Romans didn't hold England for all that long. Much as the empire we were speaking about last week you tend to find empires, especially that back then when you had very little way of getting about, tend to crumble quite quickly because you have fewer loyalist soldiers and a lot more border to cover. So to be perfectly honest with you, mate, I think that the Romans sooner or later lost Britain anyway, but by the time that battle with Boudica came about, they were already pretty entrenched with a lot of the rest of in a lot of the rest of England. Yes. Their influences when it comes to things like sanitation and so forth, which kind of stuck around and kind of didn't. Because the Middle Ages and the Dark Ages were a pretty bad place when it comes to um, sanitation. So the influence kind of wore off anyway. I'm not convinced it would have made an awful lot of difference if Boudicca had one out. The only difference is, the mythos we'd have had would have been very interesting. Because rather than being sort of a vague figure who we speak about, she would have been borderline mythical. Yes. She would have been someone we were looking back on and talking about how she managed to defeat all these incredible all these incredible armies kind of
0: like Winston Churchill in a sense well not quite the same but he he just kind of stood at the back yeah true he wasn't exactly on the front lines was he no 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 he was yeah
1: I mean ultimately it was tribal savages that eventually did for the Romans anyway yes quote unquote tribal savages sorry to any tribal savages out there (laughs) (laughs) it was it was those kinds of people who eventually did for the Romans either way Simply because they had, again, too much border and not enough people to defend it. They couldn't... So, I don't, again, like you, I don't think it would have made an awful lot of difference.
0: Although I did find out an interesting thing about Boudica.
1: You found out an interesting thing? Well, I like interesting things and I quite like Boudica. Let's go.
0: Well, originally, her father was aligned with Rome. Yes. And when he died, they basically took his, say, his castle and his lands and basically just murdered, pillaged and <laughs> Boudica's entire village. So they enslaved her daughters, which is why she... upbringing Rebellion? Uprising. Uprising. <laughs> why she had the upbringing? Mm. Well, they promised him, her uh, father, all these things, and when he died, at the right age of 61, they uh, basically took everything back and said, no, it's us.
1: Well, the Romans effectively saw everyone who wasn't Roman as beneath them. I mean, yeah. that's kind of evident in the way they treated all of the world they got hold of. Don't expect a snake to be anything apart from a
0: snake. I don't know more about a snake with legs.
1: Firstly, that was last episode. <laughs> Secondly, I've seen videos, they just get stuck on people's arms. It's not very effective.
0: <laughs> right. So that's my kind of hypothetical out of the way. I explained that very badly. Sure we move on to what's going on?
1: We will do, but just to let you know, I will have a hypothetical for you next week, And It's not going to be to do with battles. I'm going to make it a bit different. Excellent. Let's move on to what's going on then, sir. And seeing as it was your idea, sort of, you'd better start us off.
0: And this one has been sent in by Alex, so thank you very much for that. Thank you, Alex. Uh, Angry man blocks combine harvester because it got dust on his sandwiches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a mood as 100% a mood I like that so the Combine Harvester got dust on his sandwiches his response was to block the entire machine
0: pretty much yeah
1: I mean I'm not going to lie I know we've all read Hitchhiker well some of us have read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy it doesn't actually work like that Combine Harvester's are big and slashy you try and get in the way of the Combine Harvester I promise you you are not winning that battle
0: unless you're like Optimus Prime
1: I hate to tell you this buddy I really really hate to be the one to tell you Optimus Prime fictional. Oh. He's not real. Well, oh, will be. Also not real.
0: Oh, my Your car
1: is never going to transform into a big punchy man. Or oh. robot. Or oh. automaton. Oh. Not real.
0: Sorry. Oh, well. Anyway. That's Calvin's day ruined. <laughs> That's my year ruined. Thanks, sir. Oh, I'm okay with that. The story goes on to say, the unnamed picnic fan was having <laughs> a picnic with his family when the combine harvests covered their feast in dust. <laughs> The farmer in question called for backup as the angry, crazed picnic man rampaged around his field, plucking his combine from stink.
1: <laughs> there's something a bit disturbing about a world where you're driving a giant shreddy machine and you need to call for backup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh dear. So I take
1: it there's not a lot more to this story.
0: Oh uh, no, that was pretty much it. And then it went on to say how he was just angry. It said he, he mentioned his sandwiches were covered about five times with dust. Nice. Well,
1: that's what you get for picnicking near a field that's about to be harvested. Mm. Turns out farmers do a really important job. It they takes. make the stuff you're picnicking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who do you think made that bread,
1: mate? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not Ukraine at the minute. No. They're you know, the breadbasket of the world, apparently. Were they?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A large proportion of the world's grain came from Ukraine.
0: You did not know that.
1: I think it's part of why a lot of Western countries are making such a big deal about it not being funny but countries tend to invade each other a lot and no one seems to care so A it's Russia which there's a lot of very anti-Western sentiment about B Ukraine produces quite a lot of food and we quite like food No, we do mm. well,
0: yeah big fan did. of food it's my favourite yes. thing to eat mm. really? possibly second
1: favourite yay <laughs> very droll anyway before we get <laughs> ourselves in trouble again I'm going to move on to my news story and I've rather enjoyed this one
0: excellent hit me mm. <laughs> uh
1: Seal breaks into New Zealand home, traumatises cat and hangs out on the sofa.
0: <laughs> traumatises cat.
1: Yeah. Well this is um, this was up in New Zealand uh, near if if anyone's familiar with cricket or any other New Zealand sports played in New Zealand, it's near Mount Monganui, which is relatively well known. Are you laughing at the word monganui? Mong <laughs> Anyway. It's near Mount Monganui, and their, the particular house in question was about 150 metres from the shore, so it's not a long way for a seal to go. I will grant you that. The gentleman in question is a man by the name of Phil Ross. I love it when people have two for first names, as a full name. Hmm. Who is a marine biologist, <laughs> Phil Ross and his family. But Mr., uh, Mr. Ross, Phil, being the only family member not at home when the seal turned up. <laughs> Now, I don't know about you, but I can't think of many examples where a home emergency would actually require a marine biologist, unless you happen to live under the sea. Yeah. As I was saying, there aren't many home emergency scenarios where having a marine biologist in the house would be handy. This is one of the very few of them. And Mr Ross was not at home. (laughs) So his wife, Jen. Yep. Jen Ross. (laughs) Such a great name. Woke up just before 6, which makes you mental, by the way, Jen. There are no good reasons to get up just before 6. To go to the gym.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Nah. And according to her, something by or underneath her car barked and scuttled away, which she thought was just like a neighbour's dog or something. Jesus. She doesn't think much of it. Goes to the gym, comes back at about 7am, opens the door, and there's a baby fur seal staring back at her. <laughs> <laughs> the seal, in in her own words got frightened and humped off down the hallway into, (laughs) yeah, humped off down the hallway into the spare room and spent the next hour or so between the spare room and the sofa before eventually being coaxed back out of the house, shall we say, and picked up by the Department of Conservation. So everything ends well. What particularly got me about this story is how they think the seal got into the house. How do you imagine a seal might get into a house, Callum? For a door? Nope. No doors are open. For a window? No, that would have been great, the amazing leaping seal, but no. Cat flap? Boom. (laughs) The seal got into the house through the cat flap.
0: (laughs) How big are their cats?
1: (laughs) It was a baby fur seal, mate. It's not a mega, mega seal.
0: Still fat.
1: They are still quite fat. And, yeah, what they think happened is that the uh, seal was outside the home and met the cat. Yeah. The cat was not particularly pleased with the meeting and shot off post-haste, ran in through the cat flap and the seal looked at the cat, two cat flaps in fact, one for the an outer door and one for them yeah. to get into the main house. I thought, oh this looks quite nice, followed the cat in
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: was then mooching around the house by the time that, uh, that Jen got home.
0: he's running, you just come home and there's a seal just sitting on your couch? Yes, absolutely, it's absolutely brilliant. Oh
1: <laughs> The cat in question, by the way, was not harmed, though was not particularly pleased about its meeting with the seal. Cat by the name of Coco, by the way. <laughs> so, Coco was not very happy and was eventually found in the neighbour's house. Um, they brought it home and she refused to come down for a little while from the upstairs in case there were more seals about. <laughs> <laughs> On the final note, just to like, yeah, like I say, keep it light and cheery, the seal was fine, the cat was fine, and actually it did very little damage and didn't defecate in the house or anything like that because I can't imagine sealed herds are very easy to clean out of carpet. I can't imagine so. So all was well that ended well Excellent But seals through cat flaps, that's a new one to me
0: that, That's thats one for the uh, age, ages? Is, I don't know what I'm trying to
1: say On that note, by the way, it's just worth rem- reminding people If you do see a wild seal, don't go near it Don't let your dogs near it Don't let your kids near it They are wild animals, and pups in particular If they smell like something that's not mum Mum will abandon them Do not touch the seals Why <laughs> is that funny to you?
0: <laughs> Touching seals? Hey, I have a childlike brain. Right, anyway. Moving swiftly on. I found a news story from Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland? Yes, and this one was yesterday's news. Ooh,
1: very up to date. Yesterday being Monday the 22nd. 2nd, yes. At time of recording, just in case you're not listening live.
0: Indeed. Wallaby on the loose in Northern Ireland. In the what? Wallaby.
1: A wallaby. A wallaby, In Northern Ireland. It cannot be happy there. No,
0: I think it was in a zoo or... It was basically moved to its home there, and it's like a wallaby is on the run after escaping the enclosure hours after arriving at its new home. Didn't jump the fence. Um, it didn't say how no escape. it escaped. Ju- it just said it got uh, spooked, and was seen heading into town <laughs> on the Sunday. Well, I
1: don't blame it. There's not much to do in the zoo on a Sunday. Heading to town, get a drink.
0: Why not? And no sightings have been seen since of the wallaby.
1: So there's a mystery wallaby lurking around Northern Ireland somewhere? There is, yes. We need a couple more out there, surely? They're basically giant rabbits.
0: That'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was quite do it. Make it happen. Northern Ireland, the country of wallabies. It's on the run and gone to town for the weekend. There used to be, actually. There
1: used to be wallabies in the Channel Islands. Not Guernsey. Not Jersey. The other one. There's two more. Dover. Dover.
0: Yeah.
1: Dover's in England.
0: Guernsey, mate.
1: No, not Guernsey or Jersey. It was either Sark or Maine. I think it was Sark actually. Well, lobster comes from Maine. That's Maine in Canada, uh,
0: yeah. not
1: Maine in the Channel Islands. Oh uh, yeah,
0: see, I don't know geography, mate.
1: You think Maine in Canada is just between England and France? Yeah.
0: Canada's up there near America.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes, Callum. Good job. Canada is up there near America. It's not between England and France.
0: We're learning together, folks. We're learning together.
1: Anywho, Anywho. Sark, Sark used to have wallabies The chap who owned it was He was someone important from Germany This was pre-World War I yeah. And in the way of rich, entitled people Decided that what he needed was wallabies <laughs> So just had a bunch brought over Of course he did Yeah, I had a relative that used to work on that island back in the day It's been passed down, that story
0: Ooh.
1: And if you check official histories what they say is that the wallabies didn't survive because the environment wasn't conducive to wallabies surviving, effectively. Okay. Because, you know, they're Australian animals. The Channel Islands are a bit cold and a bit damp. Yeah. That's actually not true. Mm. What happened is just after World War I kicked off, the German gentleman in question trotted off back to Germany because they didn't particularly want him there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Guernsey got occupied in the end in World War Two, I think, but... Not important right now. <laughs> anyway, this this particular noble, or whatever the appropriate word is, yeah. uh, trotted off back to Germany, um, and his gardener and groundsman... No, cook. Cook and groundsman. Okay. Got very, very drunk one night and shot the lot of them. Jesus. Mm. So, I mean, they're not wrong to say that the environment wasn't conducive to wall- wallaby survival, but only because you let a bunch of drunk jackasses with shotguns out in it. Yeah. So... Sadly, no more wallabies, but now we've got one in Northern Ireland, so that'll do.
0: Anyway. Anyway. I've
1: got one more story.
0: Excellent. Are you
1: ready, Mr Callum?
0: I'm always ready, sir. To...
1: National Cuban Sandwich Day began as a reporter's attempt at a hoax. Uh, you saw this one already then, Callum?
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I looked at it briefly and I was just like, oh.
1: National Cuban Sandwich Day, which is the 23rd of August, which is today. Yes. Which is today. Uh, as I was saying, started in 2016 as a Tampa Bay Times reporter, Christopher Sparta, or Spatter, decided that what he really needed to do was create a random food day. Yeah. He set out to create a food holiday because he loved the notion of them, so we've got National Taco Day,
0: yeah. National
1: Pan- Pancake Day, obviously in the Shrove UK, Tuesday. big thing, Shrove Tuesday, love a pancake, really bad at flipping them.
0: I'm not bad, i am okay.
1: No, I'm bad. They're a fifty-fifty chance they might end up in the frying pan. Otherwise, it's going to be the countertop, the
0: floor, ceiling.
1: I've never got one stuck to the if ceiling. I would consider is. that. I would consider that an achievement. Mm. If I could get a pancake stuck to, if you've ever got a pancake stuck to the ceiling, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Cuban sandwich, which I'll admit I wasn't, you familiar with Cuban sandwich, Callum? No, it's a national dish in Tampa, which consists of ham, roast pork, pickle, and mustard on Cuban bread. Which is a lard-based, quite light, fluffy bread. So Sounds it works. It right yeah, it does sound right, doesn't it? Mm. So yes, he decided what he really needed to do was make this uh, <laughs> a national day. So he he created a fake name of S.G. Sparta, or possibly Spatter. Yeah. He created this fake name, not very creatively, using the same surname and just a different first name, because no one's going to guess that. No. Um, And sent a fake press release to food writers and restaurants across the country. That is in America. So across the entirety of America. um, And also made a Cuban Sandwich Day Facebook group. Which is the most most middle-aged man thing to do if you're trying to make make a hoax. Let's make a Facebook group about it. Eventually his editor told him he needed to fess up and admit that maybe this wasn't a real thing. But the thing is, by the time he'd admitted it wasn't a real thing... Everyone had got on board. <laughs> Restaurants have got on board, food writers were talking about it. And at this stage it's still going. <laughs> Six <laughs> years down the line, we still have in America, admittedly not here, National Cuban Sandwich Day. Do you
0: think we should try that?
1: We don't have Cuban sandwiches here.
0: No, just have just pick a random makeup a random sandwich.
1: Do you know what, if we managed to do that, I would be so, so happy. It would make my year. Anyway, I think we're done with uh,
0: What's going sandwiches on? anyway. Yes.
1: Should we get our riddles out, Mr Callum?
0: Let's get our riddles out, sir. So, once more. <laughs> <This is laughs> it's a strange
1: sounding sentence, <laughs> um, isn't it? Do you
0: me. want to start, Mr Callum? I do. Okay, my riddle, guys, is You can see me, but you cannot touch me With the flick of a switch, I enter your home With another, I leave you alone What am I? This could be you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going with darkness. Darkness?
1: Ooh, no. Can you say it once more?
0: Yeah. You can see me, but you cannot touch me. No, I'm going with light.
1: The light. Flick of a switch. Popping it around, I'm going with light.
0: Okay, excellent. I'm
1: going with light. So my answer is light. My riddle this week for you, Mr Callum. Mm. Slayer of regrets, old and new. I'm sought by many, but found by few. Slayer of regrets, old and new. I'm sought by many, but found by few. By
0: Slayer of regrets... Old and new.
1: I'm sought by many, but found by few. I liked this one.
0: Mm. Mm. I'm just gonna go with happiness. Happiness. I don't know I can think of it. Okay. Happiness is my guess.
1: Do you think he's right? Do you think he's
0: wrong? I do have something quite funny for you. Do you see this bag of nuts? Yes. I'll try and say that one about
1: the nut nuts nut. It's
0: <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> for nut nuts nut.
1: Look you guys, you
0: only have to watch him. I have to be in a flat with him. <laughs> <laughs> the nut, nut, nuts. No, the nut, nut, nuts. That's I always thought that was quite funny. Anyway. Anyway, moving on from nuts. Before
1: we finish on, you are a nut. <coughs> yeah, okay. Before we finish up, even, you had a story you wanted to share.
0: Oh, I did have a story I wanted to share,
1: yes. And it's really good to know you remembered it.
0: Yes, I definitely remembered it. Every week we normally just bring up something that we think funny happened at work and so this this one we'll, we'll call them person A accidentally hit someone in the head with a pair of scissors. Perhaps go into the story before you reach the punchline. Basically they were they'd fallen on the floor and she just got a bit mad and kicked them and what they did they slid across the floor, rode up the wall, bounced off the wall and hit someone in the head. And you could not make that shot if you tried. No, absolutely not. And it was I'm, hilarious. I will point out, we're also very lucky that it was the blunt end. Yes. That hit <laughs>
1: hit the poor, the poor colleague in the head, because that is a heck of a shot.
0: That is, and I thought that was quite funny. I was <laughs> myself.
1: <laughs> I was like, may I say, you told that story much better the first time. Moving on. Moving on. I think it's better time to get into how to contact us. Yes, my favourite part of the show. Uh, okay. So, for those of you already watching us live on it, you will know we are on Facebook. If you pop in Expresso Babe into the Facebook search,
0: you will find us. And don't forget, Expresso is spelled E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. And for those of you who are watching on TikTok, you know we are on TikTok. Just search Expresso Babe the podcast into the bar and we will come up.
1: We are also on YouTube. Again, Expresso Babe is all you need to pop into the search engine. We are going to have... Every episode on there, as well as some of our specific favourite bits from various episodes. I'm still building it up, but I promise you it will be done.
0: And we are on Instagram, it's expresso underscore babe underscore. We are indeed. You can also catch us by email if you want to send in
1: any stories or any comments or even a guess on one of our riddles, which is expresso.babe
0: at yahoo.com. And finally, we are also on Twitter, which is expresso underscore babe. Which brings us to the
1: end of the episode, and therefore all that remains is for me to say, Mr Callum, it is always a pleasure. And it's never a chore, sir. Thank you very much for watching, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you folks next week.
0: See you next time, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.